all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. The kid stepped up. The kid stepped up. Where's two? Waggy sauce, Gardner. What's up, everybody? We're back with the Jetsway podcast. It's Jake and Lorenzo. Sean will be rejoining us next week. And it's the offseason, June. Mandatory minicamp, Makai Becton reported. We'll talk about that and the whole – it's just like the whole thing with his weight is just being blown out of proportion. We'll get to all of that as well as all the other fun stuff. The positional breakdowns continue tonight with the offensive and defensive lines after last week when we discussed the wide receivers and the running backs. But, as always, we have to do a little check-in before we get going with this. Lorenzo, how are we doing, my friend? Doing well, man. Doing well. It's, I feel like football season is approaching very shortly. I mean, there's minicamp going on. Um, we're hearing good things about Zach, which is always good to hear. Um, I'm just ready for this for, for training camp, honestly. But it's just one of those weird things that it's just baseball on outside of the finals, which will be over maybe sure. tomorrow night. Um, we'll see. But it's just baseball on every night. Both New York teams playing great. That, that's always great to see. Mm. And basketball will be over soon. And obviously, we know football will be back at the end of July. So we just have yeah. to wait patiently. These are the uh, the dog days of summer, is that what they call them, where it's just pretty much only baseball on. But I mean, good I thing, hate it. Good, 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 good thing that both teams are are pretty good right now. Obviously, so yep. Um, at least we had that going for us. Absolutely. And uh, just before we start everything with the program, we just want to give a uh, special shout out to our friend DJ Bienname, who unfortunately will be leaving the New York Daily News on June twenty fourth. We hope to have DJ back on the program before his departure as a little bit of a farewell. He'd been a good friend of the podcast for about a year now, a little over a year when we first had him on, when he first joined the Jets beat. And it's a big loss. A lot of Jet fans really connected well with DJ, enjoyed his work, his, con- his content. I, I personally always love talking to him. And uh, I, I generally do consider him a friend of our show. And it, it's tough loss, man. It really is. Yeah, no, DJ was a good guy. Um, love much love on it for his twitter account he always engaged with the fans obviously always was always willing to come on the show so you know hope nothing but the best for um for our friend dj amen to that and speaking of which we will definitely be referencing dj's reports as well as as well as many other reports as the jets started their mandatory mini camp this week and makai beckton we have to start off with him because he's trending Big ticket is the big bus this offseason, quite literally wearing the big bus T-shirt to his interview. And just before we start, interestingly enough, it is the offensive line day today, so I'm sure we'll talk about Becton at some point. And I kind of want to save the whole George Fant, Makai Becton conversation. So right now I just want to talk about what are your overall thoughts on the video picture and just – what do you think about Makai Becton's weight? Is it really a story right now? Is it not? Take us through your whole thought process on that. I don't think it's an issue. I mean, I'm not going to say I, I don't have any concerns because he has had weight issues in the past. But I think right now 
it's a little it's a little early for that. I mean, he's technically still rehabbing from his injury, so obviously, like he's his conditioning isn't what it's going to be. Hopefully, by training camp and hopefully, you know, by the season. So, I think it's being a little blown out of proportion. It's still June. The season does not start for a couple months. Um, he has time to get in shape and get um, his knee ready for the season. So. Right now, I think my concern from a level one to ten is probably about a one right now, to be honest with you. Right, because he could have showed up in great shape, and it doesn't matter if he showed up horrible. Yeah, it's, when we report the training camp, like it, there's a lot of time left. I mean, not a lot, but there is still some time left. He's still rehabbing. I think that's the most important thing is is just the health. Um, obviously, when he played, he was pretty agile to begin with. I don't think when he was when he was actually healthy playing, the weight was any concern at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest with Makai Becton, he could show up in the best shape of his life. If he doesn't play a majority of the season, yeah. what good does that do? Obviously, I know the two and two go together. If you show up out of shape and overweight, you will probably not be able to play. But just because you're in shape and you make whatever weight requirement that you have or you set for yourself doesn't ensure anything. So that's just only a little obstacle to overcome from Kai Becton. We're rooting for him this year. And, you know, it, it sounds like he wants to play and be a big part of this team. It sounds like he really missed playing with the team last year and wants to make a lot of people look silly for, for doubting him, including myself at, at times last year. It was frustrating because we, we, we were playing guys like Connor McDermott and Chumay Daga on the offensive line. And Kai Becton's a guy that we drafted with the 11th overall pick as Joe Douglas's first first-round pick over a Hall of Famer already in Tristan Wirfs. It's definitely trending that way for him. So I got frustrated at times, but I'm willing to move on and just hope for the best with Makai Becton. And I think when he plays, I think he is one of the better tackles in football. So it would be a great story for all around. Yeah, and I think I think he has a little motivation under him, to be honest with you. He's hearing – obviously, he's probably getting attacked on social media. Um, he's hearing all the reports. So – you know, hopefully that, you know, puts a lights a fire up his ass and, you know, he gets in shape and he's ready to go to start the season. Because honestly, we, we definitely need him. He's, if, if he's healthy, um, this team can go places. You got that right. I think he's a major part of the season. And if you were to ask me one player that was not Zach Wilson, who was going to make or break this Jets season, it's very hard to argue that it is not Makai Becton. If the Jets do have Makai Becton for – Dare I even – I won't even say a full season. If they have him for 13 or 14 games this year, vast majority of games, I think Zach Wilson would be in a great place to succeed, even if they do have an injury or two at the wide receiver position because they are pretty deep at that area of the field. It won't be due to lack of weapons. I think Zach will need to be protected, and the Jets will be able to – will need to be able to run the football. And Mekhi Becton, the run game, is an absolute monster. Yep, exactly. And we, we've seen it on tape, man. When he was healthy that first year – he was he was moving guys out the way. Jets best player. Yeah, he was moving guys out the way. So if he's healthy, um, especially with you know, obviously we'll see the alignment of the offensive line um, more during training camp. But man, that left side of the of the offensive line could be could be really dangerous. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to see it, man. Especially with Tomlinson joining the fold yeah. for once. We the offensive line appears to be a strength on the football team, but we'll have more to talk about with the offensive line in just a little bit. I just want to get to Zach Wilson, who today started off the practice very well, very accurate. At one point he was like, he had like one incompletion, was like 13 or 14 or something ridiculous 
struggled a little bit in the red zone. He was one for five with an interception. That interception being a 100-yard pick six by none other than Sauce Gardner. Go get your shirt today, Jetsway Podcast on Twitter. Um, Lorenzo, football practices in June. You were Last week, uh, Sean and I did discuss this, up, but I just wanted to hear what you had to say. What type of stock are we putting into these practices for Zach Wilson in, in the month of June? Honestly, not much for me. I mean, obviously, it's good to hear great things that he's doing well. Um, the completion percentage is is obviously good. That's what we love to see. But I'm not putting too much stock into it, only because most of this is seven on seven. Um, they're not even running the ball. Um, there's a lot of factors in, in the football game that will obviously be different, you know, once training camp happens in preseason. So uh, I'm not putting too much stock into it. Obviously, we don't want him to, you know, we don't want to see him throwing interception after interception. But um, I think right now, just stay healthy, you know, learn the offense more, get get those reps in with those wide receivers. I think that's the most important thing, to be honest with you. Right, absolutely. It's tough to really take away from a football practice that doesn't even have pads on, let alone mm-hmm. in the month of June when, okay, the team's back, you're shaking off the rust a little bit. You, you could look great in the month of June. Remember Darnold was looking great, or last year at the Panthers they were talking about how great he was, how was, how great he, he was doing in the offseason, and then let me tell you something. Once they got to the field, he started playing like Sam Darnold again once he put the pads on, and the game started to be played against worthy opponents. Uh, I didn't think he played great against the Jets week one, but when it wasn't the, the Texans on Thursday night football, he appeared to come back to reality a little bit. So people pumped the brakes. I talked about this at nauseum last week. I could care less. I couldn't care less, rather, about a football practice in June. Just tell me he wasn't just awful where he, completely, he was like two of 20. That, <laughs> yeah. that I don't want to hear. But if it's like, oh, he wasn't great today. Oh, well, there's another day in August. If, if the, now, I will say, though, I will put stock into the practices in August where when they put the pads on and there's hitting involved and people are really going full speed, it's not just like the glorified T-shirt Olympics out there. Then I'll say, okay, you know what? This is, this is a story here. I'll be concerned. Yeah, I think – yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with you on that one. I think that's – when when training camp hits, I think that's a li- that's that's where we can at least attempt to have uh, more concern on this. But um, it is good to hear that Zach is doing at least particularly well. And even in the, I'm not even concerned about the red zone interception um, because even last year he was pretty he was pretty solid in the red zone. At least at least for the last four games of the season as well. Yeah, the red zone offense is is a big area of needed growth. I should say, uh, towards the end of the year, obviously, yes, you're right. It did get better. But there was a good portion of the season where we're settling for field goals. And, and if and if you want to be a good team and be one of those teams that's still standing at the end of the season, playing into the playoffs, you have to score touchdowns, sevens, beat threes all day long. Another note from Jets minicamp, just about Elijah Moore. We talked about the, the pass catchers last week, DJ Bieniemy. For now, of the New York Daily News, uh, I'm going to miss saying that. Uh, did have this note, Elijah Moore, looks like him out here today. He looks fast, quick, sharp, all of it. This guy was one of the, – the Jets raved about this guy last year in the offseason and then all throughout training camp until he got hurt. I, I said this last week, I really think Elijah Moore is due for a monster, monster season this year. He will be – you know how they talk about those wide receiver classes? This was a, a, a reference that I made to Sean last week was – you know how there's always a, a class where they go, there's this guy, this guy, this guy, but the Jets took Chad Hansen or the Jets took our Darius Stewart 
or just the list goes on and on about guys that we took over just complete monsters. Or who was the other guy? Shaq Evans was, oh, God. Yeah. Pain, the pain, the pain. I, I have a new segment next week that I, 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 I didn't want to unveil this week without Sean in the house, but <laughs> it's a good one. Just everyone stay tuned for that. But I digress. Elijah Moore, real quick before we get into the uh, offensive and defensive line, because you weren't here last week, I wanted to hear what you have to say. What are we looking at this year for Elijah Moore? Man, I, I think he's going to be our best wide receiver. I think st- statistically, I think he has the best season. Um, I think his ability to move all around the field is going to help him and honestly help this offense. I think we have numerous guys that can play the slot. He can play the outside as well. He can run the route tree. Um, and it seems like him and um, Zach Wilson, um, hopefully they build on that chemistry. And obviously Zach Wilson um, loved you know, Braxton Burials. But I think if Elijah Moore can stay healthy, I think he can do big things this year. I was telling Sean last week, they just get used to the formations of Moore on the outside, Garrett Wilson on the outside, and Barrios. In, uh, there's, Braxton Barrios is not going anywhere. Nope. He's not. So just get used to it. I love me some weapons. Keep keep them coming. <laughs> keep, keep them coming indeed. And obviously a big part of – the weapons on offense is either protecting the quarterback or creating holes for the running backs and the Jets offensive line last year. We knew that the big area of concern was right guard with Greg Van Roten, who is off to the Buffalo bills. Good luck, Buffalo. That's all I'm saying. Watch it. It'll turn into a pretty good starter, of course, because that, that's just how it goes. <laughs> of course. It's just, of course, but I, the Jets are going out there with an offensive line this year with the starting five of, we'll talk about it. I think it'll be George Fant at left tackle from day one. I agree with you. With Elijah Vera Tucker at, oh, excuse me, Lakin Tomlinson now at left guard, Connor McGovern at center returning. We'll talk about him too. And all the rest of these guys, Elijah Vera Tucker moving over to right guard and Makai Becton knock on wood starting on day one at right tackle. So before we get into the backups, let's talk about the starting five for this offensive line. The elephant in the room, the tackle spots. You said you agreed with me, Fant at left, Becton at right. Take me through that whole uh, thought process of yours. I think George Fant, even though, he, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's 30 years old. Um, 30. He, he has not played that much football where like his body's, you know, when you turn 30 and as a professional athlete, things kind of start to, to go downhill, but correct. I think he played a really, really good, really solid left tackle last year. And I just like that consistency there. Honestly, I think we've, we've been hearing talks about maybe the Jets might extend him. I think if you can go with, and, and also, there's one thing. I think George Fant is more likely to stay healthy than Makai Becton, and I would rather that consistency at left tackle rather than right tackle. Agree with you to an extent. George Fant is not the poster child of availability, although, yes, he is probably more durable than Makai Becton, which we're not really saying much there. Yeah. There's a lot of players in the league that are more <laughs> durable than Makai Becton, but the thing that George Fant brought to the Jets last year when he played, obviously he didn't play the full year. I know he missed a couple of games, but when he played, it was not 
wasn't like he was playing at an all pro level. That's not what anybody is trying to say, but left tackle is kind of like one of those positions. You don't need to be spectacular to make a difference on your football team as a left tackle. You need to play well, or some games much better than well. And that's what George Fant did. And when you have a guy like that, an area like left tackle, not a lot of teams have a guy like that. You, you look across the NFL there might be 10 teams with a left tackle where you look at and say, that's a, that's a pretty damn good left tackle right there. And I think George Fant is one of those guys, and particularly in pass protection. And guess what? We need to protect the quarterback because we got our last franchise quarterback, Sam Darnold, killed. And that's why I think they'll go with Fant. They love the work ethic. They love the character, the, the character of the player, just the leadership. He was a captain under Adam Gase, I believe. Uh, I know I don't think Fant was a captain last year, but they voted him captain at one point. So you know the guy has high character, and just building off of it, he played for his standards great at left tackle, much better than he did at right tackle. It's not fair to the player to move him back to right tackle. You you should not be, you you should be rewarded. He, he earned it. He earned it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, listen, if he shows up and he is just awful. In the preseason, that's then it's a different story. But assuming he's playing at the level he did last year, I think the Jets sign up for that. I think the Jets say, you know what, he earned it. Makai Becton, this happens. This is the NFL. This isn't college anymore. The scholarship is over for you. You need to go to right tackle. It's either go to right tackle or guess what, you're going to have to go somewhere else. And that second contract that a lot of guys look at, you're not getting one. Yeah, I mean, listen. What what leverage does Makai Beckton have, really? I mean, zero. <laughs> like, he has to show that he he can play on the field and, and stay healthy for you know more than ten or eleven games. So, I mean, listen. I would be. I mean, I would have also. I would also have no issue with Makai Beckton at left tackle and George at right. I mean, George Fan at right tackle. But I think for for Zach Will Zach Wilson, I think George Fan left tackle definitely um, suits up well for him. I agree with you, too. I wouldn't really care either, but I think a lot of fans would be pretty pissed. But my whole thing is, first off, it's a done deal. I think George Fan is a left tackle. I don't think there's this comp. He, the, Robert Sala could have easily have poured water over this fire and just stopped all the whole – if the Jets truly felt that Mekhi Becton was their franchise left tackle, a guy that they – they would have said it. They would have said it. And I agree with Connor Hughes to a lesser – I know he, he, got, he was – he came out the tweet today saying how about, about the whole, you saw that right with the weight. I don't, I don't want to speak. I don't want to put words into the guy's mouth, but I agree with what he said, but I don't think it's as important, but I do think that they made up their mind at left tackle. It's and, and I don't think George fans playing a full season, but I really hope so, but I'm obviously not wishing for anyone to get hurt. Never has. So Makai might go back to left tackle and there could be a game when he starts and, he's Makai Becton from his rookie year at left tackle, then it's a different story. So I don't think fans should panic too much based off of this. The Jets still have a very good offensive line. Two good yeah. tackles, both are allowed. I agree. Definitely agree with, with everything you just said. And I know we talked a while back during all of our offseason conversations about the whole guard situation. Uh, Tomlinson, we're expecting Pro Bowl caliber numbers. I don't think that even needs to be discussed, the, the money he's being paid. He needs, he needs to be a pro bowler or pretty damn close to a pro bowler. Uh, but Elijah Vera Tucker, what are your expectations for him heading into year two and transitioning over to right guard? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be too much um, issue there. I think 
Vera Tucker played a little bit of right guard in college. Um, I think he mentioned that as well, that, you know, the Jets approached him about it and he was more than willing to do it, which obviously is a good sign, team player. Um, I'm excited. I mean, listen, if the right if the right side is is Vera Tucker and Makai Becton, um, I think we sign up for that. I think Vera Tucker, had, he, he improved throughout the season. I think it was a, a little bit of a rough start for him. Um, I think, he, was he injured in training camp for, or preseason? I think yes. he was, right? Yes, I don't um, think he played in the preseason, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But he played – I'm I'm pretty sure he played the full season last year. Did play the full season, um, but he got better as, as the season progressed, and that's what you want to see out of a rookie. Um, and I think um, he was really good in the run game, just, just has to clean up some things. But I think um, those things will be addressed. I agree. I think the Jets have a franchise guard in Elijah Vera Tucker. That is – uh, AVT is one of the last concerns I have about this football team, and that's really refreshing to see uh, from a Jets offensive line to have a guy like Elijah Vera Tucker. And uh, before we get into the backups here, Connor McGovern, I, I almost say McDermott. I always botch the two of them, so I apologize if uh, it comes out a little choppy there. But McGovern is back for another run with the Jets. I, I for one, thought that he might have been a goner, but – he was another one, got better towards the end. Expectations slash thoughts on Connor McGovern. It's it's weird to have any sort of like expectations for him because I like I feel like we've seen like the absolute worst and like also like the next week he'll be like pretty solid to to really good. So honestly, he's probably the weak weak point on this offensive line. I mean, it's it sucks to say, but I think um I think he's one that he's a solid veteran. I think he can just – he just needs to be average. Just don't be horrible, and I think I think we're set. Yeah, I think the center position is an area that the Jets are really going to look at next year. I believe McGovern's a free agent at the end of the season too. Played out his deal on the, on the Jets, which is pretty rare to see. <laughs> Jets free agent signing playing out their contract. I think him and Jamison Crowder are like the only two I've seen in the last like eight years do, do that. But, um, yeah, stability. And I think a lot of the issues last year were for McGovern were not all his fault. I think Van Roten was just so awful at right guard that McGovern was kind of getting blown up as a collateral damage to Greg Van Roten's ineptitude at right guard. And it seemed like there was a lot of miscommunication on the offensive line, at least like early in the season there was um, that that obviously could have, you know, played into it as well, but. Um, he did, he did progress throughout the season, so we we have to give him that. But um, I'm, yeah, I think just the stability is important, and I think um, I really think honestly this this whole offensive unit it could be it could be really good for the season. Top ten? Uh definitely. I think that's that's fair. I think we have we should be expect we should not we should be expecting top ten out of this unit. I agree. I agree. I think if every if Mackay Becton stays healthy, which could be a big if at this point, they have the guys. They have the guys. They have the scheme. They get the ball out quick, and that was another reason why the offensive line the first month was pretty horrific. They got better. There was a point in, in December we were sitting here when we would break when we would talk about all the games. We'd say, you know what, they have a pretty damn good offensive line. No, definitely agree with that, and I think LDT um, helped out, you know, with that as well. Um, and obviously, like once he's replaced Greg Van Rowan. We saw, okay, he Van Rowan was obviously the weak point. I'm definitely, we're all glad he's, you know, on the Buffalo bills, but um, I think that was the weak point of offensive line. And obviously we addressed that in the off season. 
Yes, and, and where the Jets could run into some issues is if there is an injury that arises, particularly a tackle, because we are one spot away. Time for the backups. Chuma Idoga, Connor McDermott, the backup tackles. And at in the interior, good old buddy Dan Feeney returns for another run with the Jets. Dan Feeney played pretty damn well last year, but not in the preseason. But when he filled in, I thought he was not bad. I thought he was better than Van, Van Roten was, if we're being honest. And coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles is Nate uh, Herbig. Pretty big uh, waiver pickup by Joe Douglas. A lot of people – I'm not an offensive line guru, but the advanced metrics seem to support it. And all the people that are more qualified to talk about football than we are say that this is a pretty good pickup. So I'll take their word for it. Reserve the right to change my mind when I actually see the guy play. <laughs> uh, depth on the offensive line. Riley Reef was in for a visit last week. We talked about it. Thoughts? I think the I think the the interior of, of the offensive line has better depth than the tackles, which I think it's fair to say. Um, like if George Fan or Makai Beckton goes down, I'm I'm pretty nervous. I'll be honest with you because terrified. I'm I'm not necessarily excited about Connor McDermott at all. Um, Chume Doga. Should not not play left tackle at all, in my opinion. I think he's – even if he comes to the game, he's more suited for the right side. And uh, we've yet to see Max Mitchell, so maybe Max he can Mitchell. provide some some depth as well. So we'll, we shall see. But I think – I definitely think this interior has a little bit more depth than the, um, the, the tackles. I'm not really counting on Max Mitchell for much. I think it will be a lot – it will be kind of a redshirt year for Max Mitchell. Yeah. So, okay, you know. That they need it. They need somebody. Bottom line, they absolutely need somebody in the worst way. They need to get on that now. Yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish like we had like a Morgan Moses. So do um, I. Like that, like just to have some sort of like veteran who I can count on to say, okay, he'll he'll at least be solid enough um, to hold things down for the for the for the meantime. It, Moses got three for fifteen from the Ravens. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how that contract is structured. To an extent, I'm pretty sad that the Jets didn't bring him back. I think he would have been a lot of what we needed. But we move, and hopefully this year we can find our our next Morgan Moses. And uh, before we wrap up here, we'll get to the pass rushers. And, wow, this this defensive line, there are some it, – it, it's a stable. It is an absolute stable. We got talent at the yin-yang with Carl Lawson. Quinnen Williams, John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankins, Jermaine Johnson, Vinnie Curry, Solomon Thomas, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens. How could I forget about him? It's just wow. We got some dogs, man. We we got, got guys. We got guys. Let's start off with the pass rush. Who leads the Jets in sacks this year, in your opinion? I have a sleeper, but go ahead. Mm, that's a good question. I think I want to say Carl Lawson, but part of me thinks Quinnen Williams has a breakout year. Um, but I'll go with Carl Lawson. I think he comes back um, into form. I think it's going to be Jermaine Johnson. Okay. I think Jermaine Johnson will be that guy that everybody looks at and says, how the hell did, was, was he available at 26? 
the only go, I have go, a hot go. take. The only thing I'm nervous about with Jermaine Johnson is will he play enough to get those sacks? Because it seems like it seems like they don't want to play John Franklin Myers inside all the time. And obviously, you know, it obviously depends on Carl Lawson as well. But if John Franklin Myers is, is you know, on the edge um, outside of Lawson um, and then we have Quinn and Williams and probably, you know, rankings up the middle, that leaves Jermaine Johnson out some. But I think they're going to do a lot of uh, rotational packages as well. So we shall see. I'm not the biggest Sheldon Rankins fan, to be to be quite honest with you. But they brought him back, I guess, yeah. for good reason. And I, I just wanted to, because you brought up a really good point. What did you think about the whole Robert Sala guys playing 30, 35 snaps? What do you think about all that? Just kind of rotating guys in and out. Um, I think some guys, I think I understand the theory, but I think some guys need to be in there. If not three downs, close to three downs, a lot of the series. I think Quinn Williams has to be there. Um Carl Lawson, if he if he's healthy, I think Franklin Myers. I would love to see Jermaine Johnson as well. And then obviously, uh, we have Vinnie Curry, Huff, um, Clemens, and and those guys. But I'm not I'm not sure. I don't. I think that number was a little bit too small for me to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan. I'm a big believer in playing your best players. Yeah. The best. If you want to run some type of rotation, that's fine. Have like a situational third down guy here and there, like a Jacob Martin type. But Jermaine Johnson. As a first round pick, I got news for you, man. He needs to play. And and I think he will play. I think the Jets really, really like that kid. And I I think he leads them in sacks this year. I I just have a funny feeling, man, that I have a hot take and we all and everyone's gonna roll their eyes. I think I think Jermaine Johnson has more sacks than Kayvon Thibodeau this year. I really do. No, I love I love that energy. I love Jim. I I I think Jermaine Johnson his defense could be um, could be really good. Like I said, the only concern was just like the whole rotations and if Franklin Myers will play a lot inside or outside. So inside. Yeah. Like I said, if, if it's, if it's Carl Lawson, um, Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams and Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. That's the four that I really, really yeah. want. Like that's what I want by season's end. And I know uh, against the run, John Franklin Myers is a little bit smaller. So that's why they'll probably play Rankins a little bit more in the, in the base defense, but on third down, poof, pin your ears back, ladies and gentlemen, because those guys are going to absolutely wreak havoc. And, and the Jets run defense needs to be better. I blame a lot of that due to poor linebacker play last year and the inability to tackle people within space it was bad. We'll, we'll talk about the linebackers, uh, <laughs> next week or the week after we'll see what we're doing but uh might have something else planned next week so yeah uh, uh, the run defense is not concerning me i think that has to get better just by playing because i don't know if it really i guess it may, could technically get worse but um against the pass we finally have a pass rush with a coach that prioritizes pass rush corners that will cover people for longer Dare I say the Jets' best pass rush since the 2015 season when Wilkerson, Richardson, Harrison, Leonard Williams, those guys? No, that's that's very accurate. And I think I think we have we have a lot of guys who can play in different spots that if we play them to their strengths, good things can happen. Um, especially with this defensive line. We have a lot of guys who can come in and play. Carl Lawson over under eight and a half sacks this year. 
Uh, I'm going to say under. You know, I would just be happy with guys coming back from Achilles injury. Yeah. I would be happy with like seven sacks and good QB pressure. So an analytic like that. Like, I'm not looking for sacks. I'm looking for disruptiveness, if that yeah. makes sense. And that's what he was in Cincinnati, I've, if I remember correctly. He yep, wasn't, he, he wasn't a double-digit sack. sack guy. He was a double-digit sack guy. He was more of like high-pressure rate and hitting the quarterback and things like that. Jermaine Johnson, man, to me, is is that sack guy. He, he really is. Even in college, 11 sacks. And listen, he don't sleep on him against the run either. He was – Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was He was getting to his spots, um, especially on the edge there. I, I really, really am rooting for that guy and, and all the rookies because, listen, if the Jets – and I know Salah likes to downplay it all. They're getting their legs under him. Salah, I got news for you, buddy. We need to play these guys. <laughs> the, Jets, the Jets don't have this abundance of talent <laughs> to be letting guys come along, get their legs underneath them. And that's also a fear I have with Salah as a coach is – you need to play these kids. I think they'll play. I think they have play. to, bro. They have to. <laughs> they they have to. You're telling me sauce? You're Sal is saying sauce. Yeah. Has to, I get it. He has to earn his playing time. But my man, we we didn't intercept the football last year. I think we might have had like two interceptions by a corner last year by uh, Eccles and uh, I think both by Eccles. Listen, they they will be playing. I have no fear of that. Just because, like, listen. We were a what four win team last year. Like it's not like we're a Super Bowl winning uh, caliber team. The first round picks better be playing. Let's 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 be honest. The first round picks and Brees Hall better be playing. Yeah. We talked about with the running backs, man. I think this team is just they. It's just like I feel. I don't want to feel like a sucker at the end of the year <laughs> because if they're bad again this year, I will be sitting there in the off season saying like I I don't know I don't know what what to do like we, t- we thought we were doing everything right and here we are we won five i think the potential the potential is there the potential is there obviously football is more than potential but on paper i think things are looking good right now so do i my friend and we will have a ton more next week we'll come out with an announcement what we got going on but we will get to obviously the linebackers and the secondary before we wrap up all the positional breakdowns because folks we don't have that much more time left we got next week is I believe the last week in june yes yep. and then we got july 4th and then we got my birthday the next week <laughs> and then we got another week in july and then we're back players are showing up i'm excited man it's it's I have a I have a really good feeling. I hope I hope this feeling doesn't go away, but I have a good feeling about the Jets this season. Week one will set the tone. I I don't care what anybody tells me. <laughs> if they win week one, they're having a good season. You know what? I I'm I'm with you on that one. Honestly, I'm with you. But that'll that'll do it for tonight, everybody. As always, Lorenzo, pleasure speaking with you. We'll be back hopefully with everybody next week. Give us a follow on Twitter at Jetsway Podcast. Give us the five-star review if you like what you heard. If you listen this far, I don't think we did that terrible of a job. Just leave us some form of review saying, you know, good job, guys. It's very good for the program, for people to find uh, our show. And as always, my friend, go Jets.